What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Season Gaming Bitcast, episode 103. Happy Friday morning, semi-morning to you, maybe early afternoon. Got myself, Ainsley Bowden, who you know well. We've got not Ainsley Bowden joining us uh, <laughs> below. I think he goes by Dan sometimes. I don't okay. really know. Yeah. <laughs> not on this show, boys. Not on this show. And then, of course, uh, joining us for the first time, uh, one of the uh, gentlemen I respect, met him last year, became friends with him. Boom. How are you doing, sir? Ah, dude, this isn't a long time coming. I've had you on the show numerous times. Yeah. We have to get not, not Ainsley on the show eventually. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, this is great, man. It's a great way to spend a Saturday here in New York. It is a, a very delicious 67 degrees, Ooh. cool breeze, uh, nice lo lots of sun. And uh, you know what? There's a lot to talk about. So this is going to be one heck of a show. Yeah, and, and I think I told you we've been talking for a while about getting you on. And, you know, we just started going live a few weeks ago and getting the, the kinks out. So we're still learning. But um, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you, you know, helping us out with going live because I kept reaching out to you and bugging the crap ah, out dude. of you. That's what we're <laughs> supposed to do, right? No, 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 absolutely. I mean, listen, it, it, listen, the, the thing I think that, that stands out for both your channel and my channel is that we built the, these channels on the, uh, the ideology of community. Yeah, and in absolutely. that community, we, even though we're podcasters, we are still a part of it. So it would be almost unthinkable not to help one another, especially in a new program. And I got to be honest with you, considering that I'm mostly a boob, especially with technology, <laughs> this was great and made me feel good. I'm like, oh, my God, I actually know something and I'm helping you out. So guess what? It was a win-win for everybody. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we've got a, a whole lot to talk about. I, you know, I, I think I told you a couple weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to have you on soon, but I wanted to wait for a decent week in terms of news. And well, this this week was a good one. So we got a lot to talk about. So before we do that, though, as always, first time guests, we want to talk to you a little bit. And, uh, you know, I kind of gave the background of last year at E3. It was your first E3. Yes. Um, and, you know, hanging out with the Lords and Dave and Cog and the guys. And we were all part of FanFest and uh, got to meet you for the first time. And I knew you on Twitter and knew that, you know, your channel and community, of course. But it's always different when you get to meet someone in person. Yes. And so we, uh, we hung out and chatted. And I think you and I were just, you know... Um, getting to go to the Xbox event again and conference and fan fest. And it's just, it's an experience. And oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorely going to miss it this year, but um, it was great getting to know you. And I even, like I said, I wore the, the fan fest Jersey from last year from when we met just for the hell of it. Cause I, I got my modern more. warfare shirt going on. I'm going to be playing some, <laughs> some modern warfare later today. There you go. You playing Warzone? I don't. I tried it, and guess what, man? I just those are just not my bags. I, okay. I I like my single player experience. Okay, fair enough. Hey, Dan, what shirt you got on today? This is the interplanetary something. <laughs> it's a Star Trek. No, no, it's the Mass Effect. Sure. Oh, Mass Effect. Okay, yeah, yeah. Very, nice, very nice, nice, nice. Very, yeah. very nice. This is Alliance Academy. Whatever. We won't we won't talk about Andromeda today. We got other stuff to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um. So, Boom, I, you know, like I said, let, let's talk a little bit about what you do. I know uh, some of the people watching, probably most of our community knows who you are, knows your shows. Um, we were just joking. So I, I know you have primetime gaming on Monday nights, 8 p.m., right. and everything's Eastern because you're out of New York. Yes. So 8 p.m. Monday nights, primetime gaming, uh, which I've been on. Xbox Factory, you've got Thursday nights, at, or excuse me, Thursday at noon, 12 yes. p.m. noon. Yes. Um, and then breakfast with Boom uh, at Friday mornings at 10 a.m. And then yes. you just told us that you're now uh, starting a fourth show as well. 
Yeah, the fourth show uh, came about as, uh, you know, we were talking privately, you know, as a, as a former first responder, uh, I always uh, wanted to be that guy that helped out. My, you know, when I was a young police officer, my training sergeant told me that you have to, in order to, uh, to have a successful career, you need to do one helpful thing per day. And if you add anything on top of that, then you're then you you you're doing your job as a police officer. So that's what I wanted to do, and because I had to retire due to a spinal cord injury, uh, I had uh, I you know I started my uh, YouTube career very very late, you know, well into my 40s, uh, and had no idea it was going to be successful. And this amazing community not only has accepted me as for, former law enforcement, which you know can be tough. Uh, you know, yeah. but but building my channel, I wanted to be very forthcoming, very uh, cl you know, very clear on where I came from. Which, of course, I didn't grow up rich. You know, I I I originally uh, you know came from the projects, and my parents built me up, and they built themselves up, and you know, here we are today. And in, in order to you know help uh, in a time where people are looking for content that are are, are nervous or have a tremendous amount of anxiety or just want something fun to listen to, to kind of get away for a couple of hours, I decided to add that fourth uh, show because uh, not only has the writing, which takes me about 10 to 15 hours per week just on the writing and reading alone, it actually calms me down because it gives me something to do. So in turn, I'm actually, it's my way of helping and still, still helping the people, but just doing it from a gaming point of view. It's awesome. It really is. It's awesome. I mean, we were just talking about it prior, but you, one of the things I admire about you and I got to know about you as I got to meet you and, and learn more about you, it's just you're, you're very passionate. Um, and I greatly respect that because I think the people who know me, the people listening know how much time and effort I put into this stuff. Um, I live and breathe it every day. And seeing someone who puts that much effort and time into their shows and community, and it's just friendly um, all the time. I never see you getting negative about something, and I love oh, that. Thank you very much. I Debra. love that. So it's <laughs> awesome. So let's um, a real quick shout out, and, and I'm not going to pronounce this crap, uh, properly, but is it L? Elemental PO. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Appreciate the super chat, guys. Carl, appreciate the super chat. That's awesome. In fact. Element appeal. That's the first super chat on the big cast since we went live. So nice, dude. big shout out to you. Appreciate that. Um, welcome everyone. Carl, the guys, Matt, uh, Diego, all in all in the chat. Z black. Good to see you, man. So great to have you guys. So let's talk a little bit about your gaming history. Boom. So I, I uh, do my research as always. Right. Um, and I, I, I don't have the intros nailed like you and cog. I don't even try because when, you know, you've got two people on these pedestals, it's not even worth trying to climb up there, you know? So we'll, We'll just talk about your history, but I know um, uh, on your site channel intro, you talk about, and you've already said you're a little older, which is great, um, obviously a seasoned gamer, but you you mentioned that uh, you first got into gaming with the Atari 2600. Yes, um, same, 1978. Yeah, same as me. Uh, and Dan, were you Atari 2600 as well? Yeah. yeah yep. I mean, it just, it got most of us, right? If you're, if you're a 70s kid, the Atari 2600 was it because we were a little older when the NES came out. But um, so you've got Atari 2600 boom. And then, uh, you know, you've also said, obviously, that you love and play everything, which we talked about. Sure, Xbox is your primary, but, um, you know, owned and, and play on everything. So let's go back a little bit. Growing up, um, you know, after Atari 2600, how was it from there? Were you Sega kid, Nintendo kid? What would you really get into? 
Okay. Um, for my 15th birthday, my mom and dad surprised me uh, with the NES. Uh, it came okay. out in 1985. Yeah. Um, and uh, shortly after that, Sega Master System was released. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was, look, my dad used to give us um, $5 a week for allowance. Okay. And, you know, back then things were cheap. Now, I had a lot of interests when I was a kid. Uh, my one love was G.I. Joe. The three and okay. three GI Joe. Uh, so you know, back then I think they were like two bucks, maybe two fifty, somewhere around there. So you know, the five dollar allowance just wasn't enough. <laughs> um, it, just, it just did not cut the mustard. And you know, my dad was a blue collar guy. Mom would stay at home. You know, she had she, she took care of me and my brother. And uh, so what I used to do is I used to take that five dollars, and I used to um, then go to. A bakery, an old Jewish bakery. They used to sell the penny candies for like a nickel, okay. ten cents, you know. So, yeah. And I would spend my five dollars on quarter drinks by the case from Pathmark, which was like two dollars, right? Yeah. And I would buy three dollars worth of candy, and I would take a couple of crates and a couple of cardboard boxes and make a candy stand and a juice stand, and I would I would make $15, $20, $30 off the $5. So you were and, hustling out there. Oh, I was hustling back then. Because, <laughs> you know, gaming was expensive. And sure. so that's, believe it or not, how I afforded to save all of my monies for, like, I got to say, I, I got, I'll put it to you this way. This is going to sound incredible, and maybe people, some, some people will not believe me, but there has not been, since the uh, Atari 2600, a console launch that I have missed in the history of gaming so, to, to present from 78 to present i have not i've had every gaming console you could possibly imagine that's so awesome. uh, i was always a multi-plat uh kind of a guy even be, even though during the you know the sega does what nintendo don't era yes right? if we remember that oh yeah um, i i i bought the genesis with altered beast tommy lasorda baseball space harrier uh, super hang on all Classic. of those games but at the same time those were sega experiences but i still needed my nintendo ones of course, of course. so i mean i still have a i'm not sure i'm not sure if anyone even knows what i'm talking about a, 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 a galoob listen to this vectrex <laughs> oh i know vectrex i had one i yeah. have one. i still have one it works you still have yours yeah it's awesome. 13 i have 13 games for it it works i don't have the plastic sleeves because it was black and white it was it yep. was very very generic you had to put these plastic sleeves over the screen to make it color it's hilarious that's true he did yeah i remember um, that but i i i think that you know my ideology behind supporting everything other than pc because i'm not a pc gamer i just it's just not my thing fine, um yeah. i enjoy each console for specific things xbox is where i my main play is all third party gets done there because it's the best place to play i like my elite controllers I like mm -hmm. my friends list, and more importantly, I like my achievements. I'm closing on 300,000, hopefully by wow. the end of the year. Um, okay. But I play, I, I, I just, I'm, I enjoy Sony's machine just as much, but I play there for all of their exclusives, which, it, which are right up my alley. It's a single player, story driven, yeah. adult themed game. Those are what I really live for. And Nintendo, well, listen, I'm always going to be a Nintendo kid, so whatever they put out, I'm going to buy. <laughs> yeah, we talk about Nintendo all the time, and they've just, they've got our entire generation from a nostalgia standpoint, right? They just have. So, yes. guys, appreciate the super chats. Matt, what are you doing? 
we're, we're not worth $20. Have you met us? <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're not worth 20 cents. We're, <laughs> I got to tell you, Matt Burns is not only... But super he's, appreciated. Oh, Matt's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah no, Burns, big, big shout out. Mocha dude. Smiley, two ninety nine. Thanks, yeah, man. Yes, great dude. Yeah. Yeah, you guys has good to see you, Dizzy. Welcome, um, all you guys. Great to see you. We're we're really not worth this kind of money, though. Um, I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> all right, so I got a couple of rapid fire questions for you, Boom. Sure. Mm-hmm. So let's go. So, what is if you had to pick one console all time? What's your either favorite or most memorable console? The Sega Dreamcast. Woo! Hands Dreamcast down. Dreamcast guy. All hands right. Uh, I have uh, two of them in storage. With okay. uh, 87 games, I have a Japanese wow. and I have the American one that came in black after the original launch. They that that launch lineup in nine nine nineteen ninety nine. I you was right there with you. It's right, right there with you. Was one of the most stout and impressive game launch lineups in the history of gaming. Loved it. Yeah, I mean, really did. I was in line for it. I had just turned twenty one years old. I turned twenty one on September third, so six days prior. Nice. And um, I remember lining up at KB Toys and grabbing my Dreamcast with Soul Calibur. And was it NFL 2K? Yes. No? Oh yeah. God, NFL so 2K, which was fantastic. Hydro Thunder was Hydro one Hydro Thunder. The yeah. boxing game, Soul Calibur. Ready to oh. rumble. It yeah, was the, yeah, TKO. Yes. TKO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Ready to, yes. Ready to rumble. It was yeah. uh, uh, the Soul Calibur, which was unbelievable. Yeah, it was, it was mind-blowing at the time. Yeah, we've talked yeah. about that before. It's like when Battle Arena Toshin Den launched with PlayStation 1 in 95. Oh, yeah. um, then Soul Calibur just took it to a whole other level. So that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, so favorite game all time? Resident Evil 2. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. I know you're a big Resident Evil fan, so that doesn't now, really surprise me. this. Resident Evil 2 98 has been my in the number one slot for 20 years, right? Easily 20 years. Uh, Resident Evil 2's 2019 has officially replaced it, where okay. now it's back to back. So one and two all time is Resident, 2, uh, Resident Evil 2 19, and then right after that, 98. Okay. All right. You excited for the RE4 remake? I cannot wait for it. I just, I, I'm hoping that they take some of the criticisms that they took from three uh the uh you know 99 uh, re 99 three was uh there was a lot removed in uh, the one that we just played this year yeah. uh, more specifically like the uh the clock tower uh one of the big bosses uh the grave digger was 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 removed okay uh, some of the abilities to uh create different kinds of rounds uh, was you know uh, uh, you know ammo was taken away. I think that that was one of the big criticisms that they felt that the game was too short because these things were taken away. And I hope that uh, Capcom listens. If they want to make a one to one, that's fine. Don't add anything, but just don't take anything away from RB. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Cool. And then I know this can go for a while, but real quick, what's your favorite uh, or most memorable moment in gaming? That's easy, super easy. Um, it was my brother, uh, Neo Mental, and uh, he had. Uh, we were working. We were both working. I believe I was already. I was a rookie police officer. Uh, my brother was still the manager at Funko Land in Yonkers, New York. Yes, Funko. Okay, yes. and uh, he had sold. You know when you when you when you're growing up, you 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 you're gonna sell everything but the kitchen sink. He he was selling wires. Uh, from old consoles to afford uh, the PlayStation. 
And I'll never forget one of the most memorable moments in gaming for me is we were at his at his house, and it was me, it was him, and about fifteen of our other friends. And you know how, like in the in the movies, where when something happens, everyone falls back. Well, we were all huddled around uh, a twenty-seven inch CRT TV, and uh, playing Resident Evil. And when the dogs broke through the window, <laughs> yeah. the first time, we all, all of us, like almost like the little rascals, fell backwards. <laughs> And everyone's yelling and legs are going flying in the air, <laughs> rolling around on the floor. It was, I, I'm talking about it, I have goosebumps. I honestly have goosebumps from it. That was one of the most, because it was with my brother. And it was one of the most memorable, memorable times I think we've ever had for gaming. That's awesome. Yeah, I think everyone remembers that moment because Resident Evil was a surprise monster hit. And you get in and those dogs just scared the crap out of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into some topics here. So topic with the chat real quick, and I think you talked about this on one of your shows this week too, but I figured we'd uh, just touch on it, is the speculation on the initiative and what they're working on. And, uh, you know, kind of it started to gain steam that they're working on rebooting Perfect Dark. Yes. And we know that, uh, you know, it's one of the kind of signature IPs that Xbox has, Xbox Game Studios has in its portfolio. Doesn't it? The weird thing about Perfect Dark to me is I really enjoyed the first Perfect Dark, but it doesn't even have the best history, right? It was a Nintendo 64 title after GoldenEye, mm -hmm. and then Perfect Dark Zero was a launch title on 360 and kind of landed flat. And that's it. I mean, there's really not much more to Perfect Dark, but I think what right. excites people, especially me, is the um, opportunity there. There's so much opportunity for Joanna Dark to be a yes. a huge character. And I've, I've said before, kind of like Aloy has grown into for PlayStation. Um, and just the, the spy genre, right? Where everyone, we talk about Splinter Cell all the time, uh, waiting to see it. But yeah, so I this came up. Uh, if you want to wear why this speculation gained steam, it's because someone that worked at the initiative um, put on his resume that he designed and scripted various weapons, gadgets, and a camera surveillance system yes. for an unannounced project. And then, of course, Jez, who we all know and love, he was he, he kind of teased it too, though he did say it's just the prevailing rumor at the moment. So, your guys' thoughts? I know Dan, we've touched on this a little bit, um, but uh, you know, are you excited if they take Perfect Dark and really turn it into a brand new AAA game? Hopefully, big AAA game, or would you really prefer the initiative and the talent that they've gathered? And they're making multiple projects, from what we understand, but the the. Uh, development staff that they're put possibly putting on perfect dart would you prefer that to be a new ip dan why, why don't you kick us off dan okay, yeah. yeah no absolutely not i want something new in front ah. I, I liked perfect dark <laughs> for what it was back then yeah. but i want to see some new stuff not only from them from you know every studio except for fable they can reboot that that's fine um <clears throat> from microsoft I, i'm i'm getting to the point now and I don't know when this started, maybe 10 years ago, where everything, including movies, games, everything's getting rebooted. It seems really lazy to me. You tell me you didn't love that new Ghostbusters? <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually quite enjoyed it, but that's okay. <laughs> For what it was? Yeah. yeah. Which one? The the one with all the... With the, with the uh, Saturday Park. Night Live girls. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> all right, but, all right. So, so I, I want to play a game. If they if they do a good job, I'm, I'm I'm if they've got multiple IPs they're working on. Yeah, this is like a smaller team maybe that's you know working on this. Doesn't have to be done immediately, but I really really 
want to see something fresh. I think a lot of people want to see something fresh from Microsoft. You know, yeah, that it gets away from you know your your main three or four games um, and see something big. And you know, because if we you know the rumors are correct, then Fable is probably coming out, or you know, Playground's working on that. You know, you've got all these other studios. A lot of them aren't going to be making these big AAA games probably right off the bat. So the ones that do come out, I want them to smack us right upside the head. <laughs> and I don't need to, you know, I mean, like I said, Perfect Dark, is it's fine. But like you said, it kind of fell flat when the release, the last one did anyway. Um, and it's just, I think there's, with, with all this talent, you can do so much stuff. Yeah. And to go back and just grab, like, you know, something, because, I mean, I, I don't understand it. I've never understood it. You know, I, I don't like the whole reboot stuff. But then again, you look at something like, you know, God of War, where they came out and they did yes something completely, yeah. you know, they took that IP, but they completely, completely different game. Right. Yeah. If they did something like that, I'd be interested in that, you know, but that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. Right. It's like a yeah. big budget splinter cell type game, but yeah. with Joanna Dark and uh, the British, you know, kind of angle on it, if you will. What yeah. do you think, Boom? Well, I mean, look, here's the thing. First of all, we I talked about it on uh, the Xbox Factor podcast last week. Uh, the, the, the issue at hand is that Joanna Dark is a character that had a game come out 20 and 15 years ago, respectively. And Daryl Gallagher, who is the head honcho at that studio, is um, in a position, again, to reboot a female-led character the same way he did with Tomb Raider. Now, I'll admit that the 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 trilogy is, is is may not be perfect to a lot of people. Like for instance, for me, the weakest of the three was the last one. I've heard that from most people. Yeah. Uh, for me, still to this day, the best one is Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is the second one. Yeah, still fantastic. the best one. I I put that uh, I put that in high praise right next to Uncharted Two as my two favorite adventure games of all time. So, boom, um, be, not to interrupt you, but Dan hasn't played Uncharted 2. He's only played true. 4. I played 1, 4. I played part of 2, and I didn't even try 3. You got to keep playing 2, man. 3 was the weak one. I would definitely say get, give 2 a go around. I've, I've beaten it three times. Once wow. on the PS4, twice on the PS3. Absolutely adore everything about that game. That opening train scene still is one of my favorite openings yeah. for a game. Um, but getting back to this, um, the reason why I think there's relevance uh, to Joanna Dark is for a couple of reasons. One, Splinter Cell and Sam Fisher have been absent for the, from this generation for its entirety. Uh, yep. that's, that's seven years without a new Splinter Cell, which is absolutely absurd on every level. Um, <laughs> and it is, it's a genre that has not been really worked to its favor. And more importantly, Joanna Dark, again, is a character, in my opinion, that if done the same with, with the same TLC that Laura Croft was shown, and I believe Daryl Gallagher is going to bring that to the table, we could see another pillar holding up the Xbox future. Because not only is she going to appeal to the female Asp, uh, gamers, which, which by the way, is at forty-eight percent. If you're, if you can, if you're wondering how, the the status quo with how many males versus females are playing, 
It's 40. It, the, the last check, at least the last time I checked, was 5248. Yeah, that's 48%, true. 48% of gamers are female. Folks, that's, that's, they, they count. They matter. So having a strong female lead is important. That's Again, you can take it in any direction you want. I'm just saying as a gamer, I, I love the, the female lead. Just like I feel like I have a strong opinion about Aloy for her rights to Dawn. She's one of my favorite characters and IPs, for that matter, that Sony owns. So to see Joanna Dora come back in a big way is important. But And, and to, to take it another level, this isn't going to be your dad's perfect dark. This is going to be a third-person stealth action-adventure game that is going to be done with graphics unseen anywhere. So to know that that team has the uh, – got look, look at all of the people that have come over to the initiative that worked on God of War. Now, God of War, 2018 game of the year for a good reason. That game went from just being a regular hack and slash type of a game and a character with no personality other than being an a-hole to caring <laughs> about Kratos and his son and learning about his wife and what happened after the, the, the whole Greek mythology thing and moving into Norse mythology. It's I can see them doing so many incredible things with Joanna Dark. I got to be honest with you. I'm I'm super stoked, but I like like Dan was saying, uh, like you were saying, I believe uh, as well. They have multiple projects. This this team yeah. is too packed with talent to only be doing one. I guarantee you, they have two, possibly three. Yeah, no, I'm completely with you, and that's that's my mindset as well. Is it's been it's been so long since we've seen Perfect Dark be uh, meaningful in any any regard, um, and the the potential for. Uh, Joanna Dark and, and that IP is just huge. So I hope we see it. Um, but to Dan's point, love new stuff too. So welcome, Jordan. <laughs> welcome, Sergeant Tom. Badass Lord Tipsy, welcome. Good to see you guys here. So let's move on and talk about... Uh, well, we're going to get to the news and we'll get to Assassin's Creed in, in a moment. I really quick want to give a shout out. And I know a lot of our regulars are in the chat right now. And I wanted to do it on the podcast because we have some listeners as well. Um, just on the growth of season gaming. So it's May 2nd, kind of was looking over things yesterday, and uh, it's unbelievable. So we have grown, the site traffic has grown month over month uh, for every month in 2020. Uh, wow. April was the highest traffic month the site has seen all time. So since nice. I started the site in 2015. Thanks, dude. Um, in fact, uh, Diego, our friend, uh, made this little infographic I'll throw up. Uh, we Very obviously nice. did, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously did Big Cast 100, and now we're doing a live show. So thank all you guys for joining us. And then our YouTube channel is growing the fastest it has since E3 last year as well. So just unbelievable growth. And um, just again, want to thank you guys because it is amazing and awesome. And um, I don't know why you guys keep coming back, but I appreciate it. <laughs> you know what it is, dude. You guys have a great show. You you have to give yourself credit. You guys built this on positivity uh just like the iron lords uh and just yep. like i built my show and i think that we're all three all three programs are reaping the rewards of putting out uh something that has been sh uh, frowned upon by many people you know a lot of people use hate and and, and poking fun at other consoles yeah console nonsense yeah. to build their channels where we do it from a a, a perspective and ideology of just coming here to have fun and talk games. Sure, you can talk about a serious subject and have an opinion, but to, to, to build your channel based on hate is where people, I think, go wrong. Yeah, well, and sites too, right? So yeah, we, oh, see, we see so much out of these 
big mainstream. I won't mention Kotaku and others that just run nonsense and drives us crazy. So when I see, and I think Nick over at, um, who writes stuff for Lords, I think he mentioned something like Lords are seeing big growth as well. So to see your channel growing, Lords growing, us growing, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Support, support the, uh, the smaller guys who are doing this for the passion. So, all right, let's move into the biggest unveil of the week, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Super, super excited about this. Boom, I don't even know where you stand on this game, but we're going to talk about it. So we got a, an amazing three and a half minute or so trailer this week. Uh, all kinds of details. Um, and I'll touch on a bunch of these. Uh, we'll go through, but we got the trailer, got Collector's Edition. The Hidden Blade is back. Um, it was Vikings. Pretty much all the rumors that we heard ahead of time turned out to be true, which excites me even more because it means it's going to be an even deeper RPG deeper loot, deeper combat, bigger world. I mean, I'm just overly, overly excited for this. And I'm not even really an Assassin's Creed guy, but I know how good Odyssey was. Um, and to think about what they, you know, are going to do with Valhalla, especially now on the Series X and PlayStation 5 as well. Yeah. It's just mind boggling to me. So start, boom, Assassin's Creed. Are you a big fan of the franchise? What you think? Have you played Origins, Odyssey? Are you into these games? I've put over 200 hours into So you Odyssey. barely touched it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, so, there's so much more to go. Um, you know, I, I'll say I've always been a fan, uh, huge, huge fan. But I think what really pushed me over the edge of madness was Origins. Okay. I love the change of direction where it became more action RPG-esque, if you will. And Odyssey is a, is a modern-day masterpiece. And I, I'm going to get some booze for this, but I don't think I should. I deserve it. <laughs> I would put I would put Odyssey shoulder to shoulder. Careful now. Okay, get ready because you're not gonna like this. <laughs> Witcher three. Shoulder, oh shoulder damn it! Boom. I know, we were I doing so well. We were having a good time, you know. <laughs> I, listen, I got it, I'm an honest dude. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'm really honest. But listen, I know I know your 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 how you feel about The Witcher three, but yeah. the yeah. game just keeps giving and giving and giving and the fact that you can attack this from two different both a male and female perspectives yep. is amazing the dlc it, when we when we when you went into atlantis it yep. was nothing short of mind i mean i think that i took thousands of pictures posted <laughs> hundreds of videos on twitter the game is just gorgeous it controls fantastic and and, and i got to tell you the Norse mythology was made great again thanks to the team that brought us the uh, award-winning 2018 Game of the Year God of War. Uh, what they did in Sony Santa Monica with uh, Kratos was amazing. And what they're going to bring us now in, uh, in, in Valhalla is going to be another epic run. I honestly watched that trailer three or four times and would easily watch it again. I cannot wait for this game. Yeah, I started watching Last Kingdom season four, and I tweeted out about that last night. Because if you haven't that, watched yeah. that, fantastic show. Um, and so I even showed my wife. I was like, man, this is like right up the alley of where they're going with Valhalla. So I showed her, and she's like, maybe I'll play that. And she doesn't even really play games. So, nice. um, Dan, I know we've talked about Assassin's Creed Odyssey a ton, and I know you loved it and put a ton of time into it. Did our review, if I recall, for it? I think so. Yep. Yeah, I think you did. Did you end up finishing the DLC for it? I am on the last one. Okay. So there's three, I think. Well, no, let me take that back. There's in the last 
So there's two different DLCs that are split apart into like different pieces, I think. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly how it works. I'm the last piece. I finished everything else. Yeah. Um, I know you loved it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. I've always been a big Assassin's Creed fan um, since number one, uh, except for three. I can't you know, <laughs> talk about that. Um, but everything else has been amazing. And Boom's right. You know, with, with Origins, you know, you could see it where it was about to start going. I think it could have mm -hmm. been more fleshed out and i think they did that with odyssey agree that hit i mean everybody was just like okay this is where it needs to be and if they were going to expand on that um and and like boom said again you know the the whole norse thing is and the viking thing is very popular right now between god of war and hellblade and just all that you know it, it, it's i'm this might be the one I'm more excited for than any other game, aside from The Last of Us and Cyberpunk, obviously. But and Halo, no. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep trying. Gonna keep trying. <laughs> I'll play Halo. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it, it, this one, I've always liked these kinds of games. I've always liked these third-person, you know, kind of action history. <laughs> and now they're adding in RPG elements. I mean, it's it's basically the whole package, and they've got 15 studios it's well, unbelievable it's like their whole global insane. presence insane so yeah. i mean they, they've got a lot riding on this and i'm you know maybe take two of those studios to boom's point and put them on a splinter cell game so, <laughs> <laughs> you know 13 studios seems like to me. but um it, it's just there's so much that's going to be coming out you know out here shortly i think and this this one's jumping up at the top of my list thankfully yeah. it looks like it's coming out after cyberpunk so i'll have plenty of time to yep. you know run through that three or four times so we'll see how that goes but it's gonna yeah be yeah i'm with you I, I i wasn't a big assassin's creed fan um as the franchise has gone on i got more into it with origins and as you said you kind of see where it's going odyssey is the one that really changed it for me um to, to boom's point i don't hold it to the same level as witcher 3 but it's up there it was a, it was a it really is a fantastic game um and the more i played it the more i loved it and uh you know i think of with a few tweaks and basically what I'm hearing out of Valhalla, and we'll go through some of these details that I j jotted down this morning. I think this could be one of my favorite games in a long time. So let's touch on some of these things about the actual game. And uh, I don't know if you guys have looked all this stuff up, but so you're going to be able to lead raids against fortresses and Saxon armies. So there's going to be like a strategic element about it. Uh, they talked about deep customization and loot, and your fighting styles can change. You can be ranged, you can be an assassin, you can be up close, and you can be, you know, like a berserker with dual weapons. You can be sword and shield, wow. um, all these other different ways you can build. Um, <clears throat> there's going to be a world influence and RPG mechanics around that. So as you kind of conquer areas and depending on the decisions you make, you're going to impact the world around you. Um, you build your own settlement, so you can build structures. There's going to be things like blacksmiths in your structure where you can modify weapons. They have tattoo parlors, um, obviously tattoos and kind of body, you know, uh, changes are big in the, in the Viking culture. Um, and then this is really cool. I hadn't heard this until I looked it up this morning. Um, you can create your own mercenaries that you can then allow your friends to use and they'll join your friends' games and their armies. Um, so, like, I'll be able to create a, a not Ainsley character, Viking, and uh, Dan, you can take him with you uh, on your journey. You know, he'll just show up in, like, your army as you're doing these raids and stuff, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, he's, um, he's going to be my cannon fodder. <laughs> you decide who to send in. It's just going to be me. It's going to be one guy running straight at the floor. Real quick. 
and then we'll just kind of see what happens. <laughs> I'll take them on, man. I've gone berserker rage. So <laughs> anyway, this sounds, <clears throat> you know, we talked about how expansive the Odyssey world was. Um, and I, some of the things I personally loved about Odyssey, I really love getting into the, the mythological aspects, like the uh, the fights with the um, uh, Medusa and uh, what was it? The Minotaur? The Minotaur right? was great. The giant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The giants. So those things are great. The fact that they're diving even more into that. But these other elements, I mean, this easily to your point, I know both you guys said you put over 200 hours in Odyssey. This sounds like one of those games that's going to be hundreds and hundreds of hours. Oh, yes. Without without a doubt. So Hidden Blade is back. The ability to kind of play as an assassin is back. I know some of the people kind of miss that. Out of all the stuff we're talking about, you know, what, what kind of excites you the most about the possibilities here? Dan, you want to you want to take that away? Yeah. So so I mean, yeah. There's the, the hidden blade is a huge, 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 huge for me because I mean that's that's kind of one of those things that was you know pure Assassin's Creed. You know, it was always you know you know just stabbing somebody in the you know the back and or when in the middle of a fight when you you know shoved it through their face. It was you know super visceral. It was super fun. I sound kind of like a psychopath, but you know it's it's that kind of thing. You know, it, it's really some of everything it's it's the potential to be one of the the deepest rpgs action rpgs i should say mm-hmm. you know in a long time and and they've got the you know they've got the manpower behind it obviously they've got the you know the talent you know we've seen it before you know as long as they don't make it super ubisofty <laughs> the, the wet blanket but it, it's it's it, it's like I said, it's top right now. It, it's it's up there with you know, Cyberpunk and Last of Us right now, as far as anticipation goes. I'm with you. It jumped up there for me. I mean, I've said many times it's Halo, Cyberpunk, and Last of Us are the big three for me. But this is probably number four now, uh, without a doubt. So, mm-hmm. incredible. Boom. Anything in particular you're looking for here? You know, I just I I, I want to throw this out there because you know. Like any Assassin's Creed, did at least now with the, since since Odyssey, they give you the ability to make a male or female. But there was one particular instant during the video that I, I threw this out there during my one of my shows. I think it was uh, Primetime Gaming, and that people didn't really see this and they had to go back back again and watch it. I was wondering if you might be able to play from two different perspectives both the english and the vike and the norse i was thinking the same thing and the reason why i said that the reason why i say that is go back and watch the video and look how they superimpose on the knight that's down and they show him getting up to fight and then they move pan they pan from him to the other side of the battlefield with the the viking attacking so i'm wondering if there is something that they're saying, but they're not really saying with there, could you imagine that'd be a 400 hour game <laughs> of course throughout the title, you play from different perspectives. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I was thinking the same thing because this is a, a significant part of history and there are two perspectives there and being English, not saying we were right, <laughs> but it'd be kind of funny to, uh, to at least be able to play both sides, right? And see what that looked like. So. Oh, absolutely, dude. <clears throat> so welcome, guys. Pixel, Dreadpool, Felony. Good to see you guys, man. Thanks for joining up. Um, Badass Lord Tipsy was talking about Rise. I know that always comes up when we're talking about things uh, of this vein. And yeah, I think... I know, Dan, I don't think we talked about that before, right? Not a big fan. But I think that game, the IP, had potential. Um, 
they could have broadened that out and, and built it a different way. But that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the, uh, one, the thing I wanted to kind of lead us into here is uh, some good news, right? Is that this showed Holiday. The trailer for it did show the Series X, so it obviously looks like Xbox has the marketing rights for Assassin's Creed again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we all know who have played it, if you played Odyssey on the Xbox One X, it is stunningly gorgeous. Um, absolutely beautiful game. In fact, it's one of those games where I found myself taking a screenshot, you know, kind of yes. like Red Dead where every few steps. Um, so I can only imagine what this is going to look like on the Series X. I think it's already confirmed to be 4K. It's going to be really interesting to see if they can do 4K60 on, uh, on Series X. That's yeah. the rumor. That'd be awesome. So, and we'll get to see more of it soon. So, uh, because they've already confirmed that gameplay, not just the CGI trailer, but gameplay is going to be shown at Xbox's, uh, the Series X showcase for third parties next week. So that is Thursday, May 7th. And, um, excuse me. So I know, kind of wanted to lead into that. We know that Valhalla is going to be shown. Can't wait to see it. Rumor right now is Cyberpunk may show up because yep. Xbox has the marketing rights for them for that game as well. Um, and we're also talking about Elden Ring, the new game yes. from FromSoft, which I know Dan's going to be lining up for on day day to day there. Uh, <laughs> but um, and they have the marketing rights for that too, like they did Sekiro. So uh, some big marketing deals here for Xbox, but more wanted to talk about that in just what. Five days, we could be seeing new gameplay or first gameplay for Valhalla, first gameplay for Elden Ring, new gameplay for Cyberpunk. Um, what else, from a third-party perspective, are you guys kind of looking forward to from this event or expecting? Anything yeah, in particular? Well, here's the thing. Thanks, Dan. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think what we're going to get here is look at the wording from Phil Spencer. With it, we're we're going to be showcasing third party and our other you know uh, you know uh, deals from around the world, right? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. our, our, there's there's something into exactly what he says that excites me because there's two <clears throat> ways to look at this, um, as a, as an appetizer to the Microsoft event that we're hearing is either going to be in late June or early or early early July, and I think they're on a waiting pattern to see what Sony does because they're going to counter Sony's event, which is supposed to be in May, uh, May 13th is what we're hearing, uh, and, and counter that with a bigger event to continue the market share dominance that they have. I think that we are going to get two to three second-party exclusives that are going to remain exclusive, not timed exclusive. We're talking about exclusives like a Bloodborne type of exclusive for to be displayed here on this event. Uh, I mean, again, it's easy to say, sure, we're going to get Cyberpunk. Sure, we're going to get Assassin's Creed. Sure, we're probably going to get Elden Ring. Easy. We know about those. Yep. It's what we don't know that excites me. Yeah. And Phil, so we know we have heard that, and Phil has said it himself, that they're, they are working on an exclusive Japanese IP. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who that's going to be from. Is it going to be from, from software? Is Elden Ring an exclusive? Not as far as we know, but could they have made it? Microsoft just paid the money for it. We don't know. That would be pretty crazy. It would be ridiculous, dude, because <clears throat> Elden Ring is going to be big. Yeah. Um, but I have a feeling that we're going to be not only t- unbelievably impressed with the graphics and how quick things load in and out and what we're seeing on the screen. But I think we're going to be unbelievably surprised 
by what they have in store for their third party and second party marketing deals as well as exclusives nice i agree and uh certainly hope it's true it's true so yeah elden ring being an exclusive would be monstrous i'm i doubt that would happen but it certainly if it did that would be a monster um i'm really looking forward to that i didn't really care for sekiro as much i finished it reviewed it for us um i i I don't know. I, I don't think it was nearly as good as Bloodborne or the Dark Souls games, in my opinion. Mm, okay. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what comes out of Elden Ring. It just wasn't up my alley in that vein. So, Dan, anything you're looking for here? Second parties, kind of, or third party? Excuse me. Any kind of deals? Anything you're expecting? I'm, I I have the slightest idea. I imagine we <laughs> always see that, that that Gollum game. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, Lord the Lord of Rings. Yeah. I would, I would think that they're probably got something up their sleeve. Warner Brothers usually does uh, market with Xbox. They right. have in the past. You know, about Batman, Batman. Yeah. How about something like that? Or, you know, the 18 different games that they're supposed to be working on. <laughs> Justice League, Superman, New Batman. I have no idea anymore. But anything that they, they show, I'm excited for. Um, and it's just, I'm really looking forward to their, their one in June when they start showing the first party stuff. You know, because that's really really what i think what a lot of people want to see um want to see what this xbox studios are working right, on right yeah that's that's the big question and yeah um be you know 100 this is going to happen i would say either on the sixth or seventh we talked about this a little bit in chat but playstation will reveal either like a render of their ps5 or something that <laughs> we could do something back. yeah they're going to be like yeah, yeah we know xbox is coming out they always do it's hilarious to me and uh, it's and it's fine, you know. I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's marketing, but just like when they did like their last Inside Xbox, they they showed what the the, control the controller and they, the day before, yeah. be again. They 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 love to just undercut Xbox, and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm excited to see what Sony's got up their sleeve the day or two before, or you know, the same day when that uh, because <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna show you something. So, yeah, that'd definitely be something. Yeah, um, it's going to be something. I don't know what it is. It's my <clears> prediction <throat> for next week. And Sparhawk uh, mentioned Crossfire X, which is one we've talked about as well. So I'm really interested in that as a competitive shooter guy. I'm interested to see that and definitely to see what Remedy's working on for the single player aspect of that game, too. So I don't know when we're going to see that. I know the um, multiplayer kind of uh, insider test was supposed to be this summer. Uh, whether they're on track for that or not, we'll see. But could be interesting. So. So uh, this May 7th event for Xbox uh, kind of kicks off this new thing that was announced just yesterday by our favorite person, Jeff Keighley. Mm. Um, <laughs> so Jeff Keighley announced Summer Game Fest yesterday, and this yes. is apparently an ongoing thing between May of now, basically, and August, which is going to be uh, kind of coordinating a wealth of different events with different publishers, including Xbox and PlayStation. And he did say that in terms of the Summer Game Fest umbrella, this Xbox event next week is going to be part of that as well. So pretty interesting here. I'm going to quickly read off, and I had it in front of me. The uh, They announced the first list of publishers that are going to be included in this, and it's the big boys. So you've got Xbox and PlayStation. You've got 2K, Activision for Call of Duty probably, mm-hmm. Bethesda, Blizzard, Bungie, CD Projekt Red, Square Enix, EA, um, private division, Bandai. I mean, these are all the big players. And to your point, Dan, Warner Brothers is showing up there. Hey. So going back to uh, either Batman or Gollum or something else. Um, Harry Potter, possibly. 
That's true. Yeah, the Harry Remember Potter. The Harry RPG. Potter that was supposed to be. Man, we saw a video of it. Bad video, but we saw a video of what looked like a Harry Potter um, RPG, yep. uh, which looked amazing. So maybe that could be it too. Yeah, I'm not even the biggest. <clears throat> nothing against Harry Potter. I'm not the biggest fan, but if they did like an RPG well in that universe, that could be a hell of a lot of fun. So, and I know, uh, Boom, you're a big comic guy, so Dan is as well. Remind me, Boom, Spider-Man. You love that game, right? Oh, man, I platinumed it. Uh, I absolutely yeah. adored it. Now, now, granted, I didn't platinum it. I platinumed it this year, I did. Oh, okay. uh, it's just, Yeah, it's, it's just one of those games that just, I beat it and had to go back in and mop up the, the, the platinum trophy, and I did. I beat all the DLC. Um, I don't know when um, they're going to show anything of it. I would imagine we're going to get a snippet of or of something spider-man related i don't know how far out it is but whenever it is um i cannot wait to get my hands on it i think insomniac did an amazing uh job on it and i think what they're going to do in the sequel is going to be twice as big and uh, it leads to the question wh when does microsoft get their own marvel ip which is as an exclusive i i did a topic on that it's something i i, I like to revisit every couple of months because you know it, it i think it's important yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's part of the culture. Right. And uh, what we're seeing, especially in the theater side is, I mean, Marvel's just dominant. So I know Dan's in the same camp. Now, I have to ask the question, of course, because I don't want to be outnumbered with with Dan here. Boom. Are you a Halo fan? Yes. Yes, I am. Thank you. All right. Yeah. We can't just have Spider-Man. We got to have Halo representation as well. So keep <laughs> Dan in check. All right, so this summer game fest. Uh, so we we know about the Xbox event. PlayStation's included, as the rumor is, they're going to have an event at Dance Point. They'll probably tease something right around Xbox's event. But the ongoing rumor right now is PlayStation's planning an event for mid-May to start maybe showing the console for the first time. Um, and then we also know that Xbox uh, has said that they're going to show their first-party stuff and a much bigger game celebration over June, July. Easy. Here you go, brother. What you got? This is for you. <laughs> The energy sword. There you go. Oh my god. Yeah, see. <laughs> see, he doesn't have a, a web slinger. Well, he might, but he's not showing no, the web I slinger. I don't have a web slinger. But <laughs> I, I do have an energy sword. This is a metal one. My uh, Mrs. Boomstick bought me. Uh, it's a, a, a originally crafted item. I, it's it's very hard to find. Uh, I, I I have it displayed with all my other Halo stuff. I have a a shrine to Master Chief. There we go. See, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep inviting guests on that love Halo, Dan, and we're, we're gonna get That's you fine. eventually. No, you we're won't. Gonna, <laughs> never, never. Listen, let me let me let me put out my my just to put it out there. I enjoyed the single player parts of Halo, except for four. Whoa, uh, four you're two. making it worse. Okay, well, actually five was bad too. But I liked the gameplay, and I, I liked the the story. You know, it was like one, two, and three was fantastic. I think. Epic, yes, yeah. And but I'm just like I'm not like running around on Master Chief's jock or anything. You should be. So, I should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah I, I, I'm not, and unfortunately. But it's, 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 I, I have nothing against the series, aside from 4 and 5 suck. Do, do you like Destiny? <laughs> no. Okay, you're not a Destiny fan either. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't play Destiny either. No, we're actually, yeah, we're not a Destiny show. Uh, even when Bert was with the three of us. I mean, I played the hell out of Destiny 1. I um, played Destiny 2 a little bit, but it's just not, it never struck that same chord with me that it does for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I mean, Katie's got a point. Reach was amazing. 
amazing game. Yeah, yes. Reach yeah. probably a, a lot. A, a Reach for a lot of people is 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 right up there with like Combat Evolved and like three. Yeah, for I me, the top top Halo three is is number one, uh, followed by of course Halo Reach. Uh, I like uh, uh, ODST, fantastic game, great game. Yeah. Um, very underrated game for that matter. Uh, did, did not get enough uh, props, and then you you, know, you could throw in two, and and of course one is going to be in the top five. Yeah, uh, it's a classic. Both one, well, actually one, two, and three changed the industry. But I won't get on my Halo soapbox. I promise. Um, <laughs> Archimedes, what's up, man? Good to see you. Thank you for stopping by. All the by. way so, from Germany, by the way. All the way from Germany. We had him on a few weeks ago. Yeah, and oh, I know you've he's been on your shows too. He's a great guy. Yes, great fantastic. guy. And a. Uh, and if you haven't checked out his channel, he just kind of got started, but his videos are awesome. So check it out. All right. So Summer Game Fest, guys. Um, anything that you, uh, anything else to touch on on this before we get to the next topic? I'd like to lead uh, or, or actually close with um, I'm making a prediction. I said it on my show and I'll say it on your show. And if Seriously. I'm wrong, I will gladly admit it. But I, if I'm right, I want to get the pat on the ass I deserve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> expect that the Xbox Series S is going to be unveiled with Jeff Keighley on that show. On uh, Thursday? No, well, I, I don't know. No, not, not this Thursday. No, okay. I'm, I'm talking about in general, in during that event. Sometime, one of yeah, these events. Okay. Yeah, one of these events is going to be a Microsoft event. You'll see either uh, you'll see either one of the team leads designing it. Or you'll see uh, Major Nelson, or even even lucky enough to get Phil Spencer on there uh, to uh, to unveil it. And the reason why I say that is because I think that second and third party are going to be this Thursday coming up. I think the one in either late June or July is going to be nothing but first party games yep. uh, to really just erase the theory that Microsoft, the Xbox, has no games. And they have no AAA bangers and no story-driven single-player games. I think that's what they're they're going to be driving that 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 point home. And I think that the uh, the console reveal is going to be on the same same way. It's going to shock a lot of people because it's going to have no fanfare and it's just going to be boom, just like December twelfth. I think that's going to happen again. Okay, that's fair. I can see that absolutely happening. So. All right. Uh, I thought you were going to say something like Jeff Keeley's going to announce his undying love for Kojima, and you know something was. <laughs> that was <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it's already out there. That's true. That wouldn't even be an announcement. You know, no. maybe they'd formalize it. I don't know. I don't know All right. <laughs> <laughs> if he comes out on stage with the "I love Kojima" shirt, that's it. I quit. <laughs> if he's out on stage with that shirt, and he's got like a big fat belly because he's pregnant with Kojima's kid. Oh no! <laughs> Fantastic. That's my prediction. Uh, that's Death Stranding too. Is that where we're going with the the franchise? Yep. <laughs> All right, man. So before we get off of that, I just want to mention, uh, and this is worth touching on, uh, Xbox announced. So we had the we always report on the fiscal earnings reports of these companies. And we've known for a while now that Xbox, PlayStation and Nintendo, and we say it all the time, are all three are booming. All three are profitable. There's plenty of room in this growing industry for all three of them to be successful. Um, so the Microsoft earnings report came out this week and some uh, really interesting statistics. So the first, which most people looked at, was Game Pass is, is huge. We knew it was huge. We kind of had an inkling it was huge. We didn't realize that it was over 10 million subscribers huge. So 
Um, I know we could talk about that for a while. I've touched on it many times, but it was impressive to see that they have over 10 million subscribers. If you think about PC and Xbox now going into next gen, Project X Cloud ramping up and the potential to tie Game Pass with uh, X Cloud and that digital offering is just massive. So that was really cool to see. But the one that surprised me even more was the uh, Xbox Live monthly active user count. Not Yeah, crazy numbers. Yeah, being near 90 million. So if you weren't aware, in October of 2019, uh, which is what, six, seven months ago now, mm-hmm. they were at 65 million. So we've heard that this, uh, you know, COVID situation obviously is, is booming gaming and more people are playing and joining. But that increase is more of a user base increase for Xbox Live than they've seen in the past two and a half years. Yes. They've seen over the last six months. Um, so that is really, really impressive. It puts Xbox Live logins, monthly active users, however they measure it, up there now with PSN and Steam, uh, not level with them but a lot closer to them in terms of uh user base and we haven't seen the new numbers psn may be blowing up too so but uh just found that really interesting it's good to see the growth and it uh just reiterates again you know that this uh pandemic has really uh given a shock to the gaming industry more than we were already seeing i mean yeah i'll say this um what what this says to me is that Microsoft, more more specifically, Phil Spencer has really positioned the company to not just win now, but win going into the next generation with these new consoles. And if you think about everything that he has done up to leading up to this this Thursday event that's coming, it it, it all seemed you know when when it all seemed as if it was piecemeal and a lot of it did make a lot of sense to a lot of Xbox fans. Like what is he doing? And now, you know, again, sometimes it takes, it takes a little bit longer to put that thousand piece puzzle together and, and, and running a company like Microsoft and being the head of Xbox, you know, the, the company and the platform and the division were in a bad look for quite some time this generation, almost mm-hmm. the entire generation. And when he got promoted in the December of um, 2017, um, he really has ha- has delivered, and if you think about how important these numbers are, uh, you have to look at where they're going. And if they do uh, release uh, in uh, uh, release this week, up this week, if they release this year with the two skew, uh, you know, uh, two pronged attack, as I as I've, I've named it, they are going to allow for the hardcore, which is us, everyone in this chat, to have the best console a pc like console at 500 dollars, and then they're going to turn around and they're going to appeal to all of the uh the casual market which if for, for sony out of their 115 million that are out there are probably 85 to 90 million of casuals so if they can appeal to those casual gamers where where their box is going to be anywhere between 150 to 250 dollars cheaper than the ps5 and offer game pass that includes xbox live it, it, it's 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 an unbelievable it's and it, all it, their first party games it's crazy dude it, it is yeah. such an incredible value for especially during this particular time in the world yeah agree 100 percent. and uh you know uh 
who said in chat, Cam, welcome to the show, Cam. He mentioned, you know, good chance it grows even more because Minecraft Dungeons is out in three weeks. And Minecraft is one of the biggest IPs in the world. So it's going to be a huge game for Game Pass. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anything on this, Dan? Man, it's awesome seeing more people game and stuff. I wish it was a different circumstance, obviously. but <laughs> Right. You know, but it's still awesome for Microsoft. It's still awesome. You know, like you said, PSN is probably the same way. Steam is probably yeah. way up, too. Steam is way up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and that's that's what you want to see. You want to see growth. You want to, but you know, you want to see it obviously during normal times as well. Yeah. And, and they were trending that way. So, you know, it, yes. it's, it's cool to see. Um, I want to see, you know, what's, you know, Game Pass is such a ridiculous value. It's unbelievable. And we're going to talk about the new releases just this week in a right. second. But yeah, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, once I think more people get, you know, their eyes on that, you know, to Boom's point, like more casual gamers, and they go, hey, you know, this is insane that I get all of this stuff, first party games, all these other games. You know, that's obviously we've talked about in the past. That's Microsoft's, you know, that's that's what they're doing. You know, it's always been about those services. They're trying to yep. make that. And it, it, it's, it's going to, I think it's going to pay off big time for them. It, it already is. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it happens next gen. And But I mean, it's all good news. Great. Yeah, it's all good news for us. That's yeah. the important thing, right? It's just more for us. So uh, before we get to the new releases real quick, I did want to touch on, uh, we did get the, and I skipped over it earlier because we were kind of going into the Summer Game Fest, but we did get final release dates this week for Last of Us 2 again and Ghost of Tsushima, and they kind of flip-flopped a little bit. So Ghost of Tsushima moves back a month to July, July 17th, and Last of Us 2 is now June 19th. So basically just one month apart. And I know we've talked many, many times about Last of Us 2 being, you know, one of our most anticipated games, maybe ever. Um, and I, I don't want to get into the leaks and the nonsense that's been happening this week. It's not worth it. I've been fortunate enough to avoid all the leaks. So Me too. Yes, yeah. me too. Yeah. I, yeah. So yeah. if anyone leaks anything to me, uh, I will yeah. find you. Yeah. Don't doubt me showing up at your house. I will. Shutting down chat. Yeah. And you don't want me staring you in the face. It's not a pleasant sight. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so, but I'm um, super excited about this and, and what that means, right? If you, we're in May, so that's six weeks. In six weeks, we're going to be playing Last of Us 2, finally, after all this time. Um, so I think of those two games. I know, Dan, we've talked about uh, Last of Us extensively, but boom. Last of Us, uh, you a big fan of that, and are you also looking forward to Ghost of Tsushima? I know saying first uh, single-player games are kind of up your alley cinematic, so these two look to be right there. Oh, dude, I, I, I honestly cannot wait for The Last of Us 2. I, I, I cannot wait to see Ellie's evolution as, a, uh, as an adult. I cannot wait to see what happens with Joel. Uh, whether he lives or dies, I mean, I've already kind of thought. I already kind of think that he's out of the picture. To be oh, honest, oh, careful I'm, now. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This is my, <laughs> my, my point of view. I haven't heard anything, and I'm actually I'm very fortunate. Like anything that even has the words naughty and dog, I don't click on it because I don't want to know. I don't want to know what's going on. Um, yeah, and like you, if I see anyone on my Twitter account, completely blocked. Oh, oh, because okay, all right, be, just because of that, you know, you can mute words on Twitter and stuff, right? Yes. So it's like naughty dog. Anything to do with the game, TLO YouTube, every, everything is completely blocked. Good um, for I you, man. I, had to, I mean, I, PlayStation UK, see you later. Just in case, <laughs> because I know people are like just just putting random comments under. They are. They're like, doing it on Reddit, stuff. too. I mean, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It, it's a shame. It, you it's know what, so folks? Dumb. Listen, it, look, look, even, even if Sony is not your company, 
you, you, you be 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 a better community member, man. You know, people have been looking forward to this game for a long time, and you know, for your for your, I don't know, thirty seconds of fame, someone's gonna read your post. Is is it really worth it to be an a hole? Don't just don't do it. Just really, you know, be community minded. If you want, if you want to read the leak, and you want to spoil it for yourself, that's fine. But don't don't do don't be that guy or gal, man, and just ruin it for everyone because that's a really shitty thing to do but getting back to the game itself yeah we've seen video already we know the game is going to be a masterpiece yep now the you know again people are you know regardless of where your your ideologies fall in regards to the story that people are saying that it's bothersome to some people that i i hear you i maybe it's not your bag then just don't support the game and buy it for me i'm interested to play through it I cannot wait. Ghost of Tsushima is another one. It's a new IP. Sucker Punch, obviously, we know what they've done in the past. They haven't brought a new game uh, out since the, my God, since 2014. The yeah, infamous. Yes, yes, Infamous Second Son, yeah. which was uh, a great game. I, I didn't finish it. I like the other uh, Infamouses better than I like yeah. this one, to be honest with you. Um, because I like the character. I didn't really care for the, the snot-nosed kid character. I just <laughs> my bag, you know, and that's fine. Um, but so I'm excited to see what that team brings to the table. Um, and again, uh, being a huge Animusha fan, I am like all Classic. into this. I, I love this era of gaming. I love the 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 point of the samurai and whether or not he because you know obviously they're going to be ninjas and samurai, both two different perspectives. And you know obviously it it just they both look like. What I expect to, uh, to be released from Sony's first party uh, 15 studios that they have, and I cannot wait to get my hands on it. My PlayStation is not going to go off the entire summer. <laughs> and it's it's incredible that we're getting these big games in June and July. You know, we mm -hmm. usually don't see that, right? We're, we're at the point now where we're getting blockbusters year-round. It's amazing. So, Dan, I know we've talked about Last of Us extensively, um, yeah. but uh, Ghost of Tsushima, where do you stand on it? I mean, as long as it's not Sekiro, I'm fine. Dan's not a Dark Souls I fan, if you didn't that. pick up on that, boom. And that's fine. You know, I mean, if you want to make games for a certain section of people, then it's fine. You know, you know and people will buy it and people will play it. I just want to, I want accessibility to my games, you know. And, yeah. that, and, that's, and this one looks, to, you know, to its credit, I haven't seen anything that said it's going to be that way, you know. And I, I played Infamous Second Son. It was all right. It was, you know. I have a, it looks awesome, you know, right? And it looks like, you know, it's right up my alley. Um, so I'm definitely going to pick it up, assuming that I don't see any reviews prior that said, yeah, this is a super unforgiving game. Like, my limit is like right around Jedi Fallen Order. And mm. that, and if you go past that, then you're, you know, it's just wasting money, wasting time for me. Cause I just, I'm, I'm older. I don't, I'm not as good as I used to be. My reflexes <laughs> suck ass. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not where I was, you know, 20 years ago. So it, it, that kind of stuff loses the appeal. But from just based on what they've shown so far, I'm 100% picking it up. Uh, I've already got The Last of Us 2 pre-ordered, um, ready to go um, whenever it comes out, assuming they don't delay it again. No I, way. I, I no way do they delay it again. Point. Yeah. You know, and you're not too old. Didn't you see the video? Mike Tyson's 53 and looks like he would still kill somebody in one hit. Yeah, come on, you can do this. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, I am 300 pounds. 
of a stroke and diabetes waiting to happen. <laughs> That's it. Like, literally, I got I got a Monster Energy, a Diet Dr Pepper, and a bottle of water here. I'm like on three different phases of drinks. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not going to happen. So it's <laughs> lucky that you know there are you know normal and easy modes and games because otherwise I probably wouldn't be playing as much as I do. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I've said I've, I'm excited for it. It looks very cinematic. It looks like it's going to have a cool story. I'm definitely picking it up. I just want to see more gameplay. They haven't shown a lot of actual gameplay. Um, they've been very careful around the way they've marketed it. Um, and I think that Sony's built the reputation with these first-party IPs. They can kind of run off of that, and there's excitement. But, you know, I'm a little more cautious, but that's not to say I'm not excited for it. So I'm going to P.O. says he wants Dead Island 2 already. Man. Could be waiting a long time. It's already yeah. been waiting, what, six years when they first showed that thing? And it's gone yeah, to like three different God. developers. It's, yeah, yeah, who knows what's happening with that. I think you, you're better off looking forward to uh, Dying Light 2, which is going to be fantastic, by the way. I just installed the first one this morning. Go back. Uh, Dying Light again? Yep. Hit me up because I played a lot of it, but I didn't ever beat it. So, yeah. and I have the full, you know, the complete edition with all the stuff. So, yep. we could do that. Right All right, so let's talk about what we're currently playing because it was a big release week for games. We were talking about Game Pass, and uh, it's a hell of a week, man. So Gears Tactics, that's the reason I'm wearing my Gears hat today. Nice. Um, you know, checking that out. Streets of Rage 4 came out for us Fantastic. old school heads. Um, it's amazing. You had a game uh, that came out of nowhere that people seemed to love and deliver us to the moon. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah, so I want to I want to hear about it. Um, and then HyperDot, which I keep on promoting, and I'm going to keep promoting it because it's an awesome little indie game made by one guy from Tribe Games who was uh, fortunate enough to be invited by ID at Xbox to Microsoft's E3 event last year. And uh, I've said before, I sat and chatted with him a while, played some. And uh, I actually talked to him just this morning, and he's going to actually join the show for an interview oh, um, nice, very, very soon, possibly next week. So stay tuned for that. But let's hear um, – I'll talk about Gears Tactics because I, I've played at least quite a bit of it now. But I really want to hear from you guys what you've been playing this week. And have you touched any of these uh, these games like Streets of Rage 4 and Deliver Us to the Moon? You're right, Boom. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, uh, Streets of Rage 4 is – wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. If you are a Sega kid and grew up on the Genesis versions of Streets of Rage, this is such an incredible callback. The artwork is perfect in every way. It is like playing an anime. It is it is spot it is. on. It's beautiful. Controls are, you know, sometimes when they release older games with newer versions, they ruin the control of what you remember of holding a Genesis controller in your hand. And I'm, t I'm here to tell you that it is done with the most unbelievable respect for the, uh, the, uh, the lore and the IP, as well as the fan base that is going to love this game. Um, I, I, I don't usually do reviews, but if I was reviewing this game, we'd get a 9 out of 10, maybe even higher. That's how great of a game. Um, Deliver Us the Moon, unbelievable. I beat it twice. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I played good. twice. Yeah. I unlocked almost all the achievements. I think I'm missing like three or four of them. Uh, an unbelievable game. If you like those action adventures games, it's not a shooter 
Uh, I mean, you do do some laser shooting, but it's really just to cut things off of uh, panels off and stuff. It is an unbelievable, well-told story. Uh, I think it's definitely worth your time. Hyperdot, I downloaded. I have not played as of yet. But I, I, I am playing a game that came out. I'm not sure if it was last year or early this year. Uh, One Finger Death Punch 2, which is absolutely so addicting it's unbelievable <laughs> really i've heard so i've heard of it but what's the premise the premise is is that it's basically a channel five karate film on uh playing with 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 what they're, they're just above stick figures no no real expressions and you're just using your x button and b button to attack the left or the right and you can get weapons and you can do super moves and you can it's, it's almost like a it's it, it's like a it, uh, it's like an old school karate RPG because you can level up your character. And it is, if you never heard of it, watch, just watch some of the videos I put up on Twitter. It is okay. so addicting. It's, 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 un it's gross. That's how addicting it is. And I also picked up, which I haven't started, and I only paid five bucks for it because I cashed in 15,000 points, which you are, they're giving away. The Microsoft reward points are amazing. I picked up okay. Modern Warfare 2 remastered the campaign yeah yeah so i, I picked that up for for five bucks because I, nice. I yeah so that's a good so th those are those are what i'm going to be playing and i'm currently playing that's awesome yeah so a lot of love for streets of rage in the chat here um <laughs> carl cut it out with the mega drive it's a genesis man it's a genesis um but yeah someone else mentioned uh you know blue moon mentioned uh hyperdot as well welcome to the show mesmo welcome and um where is it? Someone was mentioning the uh, sound in Streets of Rage 4, too. Like, the actual beats and the music is it's just... fantastic. It's yeah, good. it's it's Classic. such a good throwback to, uh, like you said, to the Genesis games. So, pretty amazing. Um, Blue Moon said that, actually. So, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I've been playing it in co-op with COG, actually. Um, we played the last two mornings before I jumped on to work. We were playing, like, early morning Streets of Rage 4 together because we're both Sega kids. We were talking about how Streets of Rage 2, when that game came out on the Genesis, um, it just, it was incredible. It kind of changed everything from a side-scrolling beat-em-up genre. So, that's awesome, though. Dan, what have you been up to, man? You playing Deliver Us to the Moon as well? Yeah, I'm, I don't know where I'm at, technically, in the story. Um, I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake, finished Mad Max, um, which both were Mad Max. Let me tell you something, man. I did not know... <laughs> what I was missing because I play I started that game like three times right and <laughs> I, I just got to I was like man this is this seems like so much and I was right but you know in the way I usually work through open world games like that that have a ton of side quests is usually I just try to do as much as I possibly can until I get to the point where I was like I'm just gonna finish this game because I can't do this anymore and so that's what happened with Mad Max but it was really really good um and it was I think it was free on PSN a couple months ago so you might you know if you got a PlayStation you might have it um it might, I don't know if it's on Game Pass. Probably not. Uh, it, it was at one point. I don't know yeah. if it still is. It, it's it's really, I mean, you know, we kind of talked about it, with, I think it was uh, last week. And, you know, it was, it, it's good. I mean, it's it's one of those games where I'm glad I finished it, glad I played it. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, amazing game. Uh, yes. I, I was not ready for it. I really was not even on that train. You know, no pun intended. I was just like, this, this is... <laughs> this is not going to be my bag. I mean, I loved Final Fantasy VII when it came out, but did you finish it? Yeah, the, nice. Yeah, the so, remake. Yeah, yeah, finished the remake. Uh, super good. Um, not 
like I said, it was you know, one of those games kind of like Death Stranding where I wasn't really expecting to be wild, but it, it's like a brand new game. You know, I mean, if they took away Final Fantasy out of the front of it and just put whatever, like I said, you know, whatever, put a random name in front of it, you'd be like, oh, this is a really good game. <laughs> um, but it was awesome. Uh, still playing We Happy Few. Really thought I finished that game yesterday. Apparently, I didn't. Nope. <laughs> nope. Like, yeah. it's actually got it's actually got three so when, yeah, you, right. when you think you'd be it, there's three full stories it tells yeah right yeah and i was like okay i gotta take a break from this for a minute so, uh, <laughs> did you at least enjoyed what you played despite story, some of the hiccups right yeah it wasn't even the hiccups it was just the story is really really good yes it is um, it's just there's a lot going on and there's like when i that's another one of those games where i started and didn't finish yeah and like you know probably two or three times and I didn't realize there was so much side quest content. And then I, I was just like, man, I'm getting overwhelmed a little bit here. Yeah. So I finished it. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And then I was like, no. I got to <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't, so I kind of stopped for a minute. I need a little little break. Um, I'll get back to it, though. Um, and then Delivers the Moon, which is, I would, that's another one. I mean, all these games kind of just kind of really surprised me. Um, that one. It reminds me, I think of was that Tacoma game. Yep. But like, if they really made it well and not super boring, <laughs> because I don't know what it was. I tried Tacoma. I was like, oh, this is this might be interesting, and then it wasn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> but this one is that they did a really good job. It looks really, really good for you know what it is, and I think it's. I think I'm pretty close to the ending. Um, How long is it? I don't know, man. Six maybe, hours, yeah, seven maybe, hours. Yeah, six, seven yeah. hours. Yeah. It depends yeah. on how, you know. Then again, I got stuck for like an hour on one part because I couldn't get the controls right. And I mean, I was yelling. People were coming downstairs. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. Yeah, I was just yelling because it was like really early in the game, too. I was like, if this is how it's going to be, we're going to have, you know, this is going to end. Was it the uh, was it the oxygen one where you're floating around trying to get the oxygen to switch so, out? Um, it was right after that. It was, there was a part where you have to like move. You basically have to pull out. It's got the electricity going between. Oh, yes. You have to kind of fly. And there's no control in your movement. You're no, in. you know what you, you know how you got to, you, you know how I, I, I did that? Turn the entire level to the side. That's what I should have done. Yeah, if you turn, because <laughs> I tried it that way, going up and down, you can't see. But if you, you can't turn, see anything, if you turn the the, the electricity uh, uh, um, poles to the side, you can sneak around like you're you're in a mouse uh, trap. Yeah, that would have been way easier. Real easy. And yeah, the, the the third because you go from first person to third person several times. Mm, yeah, I was like, this would be way easier right now if this part was in third person because then I could see my feet. And I would know not to <laughs> shove them into the electricity. But eventually got past that, and everything else kind of eased up after that. There were some really cool moments, too. And that's, okay. that's the you know part of it. It's just like, oh, man, the story that it tells, it's not where it's, like, super overwhelming, and there's so much information you have to find to actually get a grasp of it. They, they did a really good job just like, okay, this is, you know, we're going to tell you this story through, you know, a few documents, but mostly they just, like, uh, reliving the events through like holograms and stuff. So yeah. and there's not a ton of it. So you don't get super overwhelmed. And um, hopefully I can finish that either today or tomorrow. Um, but short of that, I played a little bit of Gears Tactics. That's one of them that's, you know, we kind of talked about it. I'm not yeah. a really big PC gamer either. Um, I do enjoy it on occasion. And I think it's a really good game. And I really have enjoyed the little bit I played of it. 
but I think I'm going to wait for uh, the Xbox release Xbox, yeah. because I just it's just more of a matter of convenience. That's always what PC gaming has been for me. I think it's it's got a ton of merits, but I've got a laptop. It's a good laptop, and it'll it'll run it really well at ultra settings. It's just I have a hard time sitting there, and <laughs> it also about burned the crap out of my thighs. It was sitting on <laughs> <laughs> your laptop's like, working overtime. Yeah, it was running hot, but it was running good. <laughs> but it's 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 I I can see myself really digging that game. Um, it's a, that it's, game. Yeah, it's very very cool. So that yeah. that's really cool about Deliver Us the Moon. I'm glad you played We Happy Few. I remember telling you that it's it's not a triple A nine out of ten game, but it has a good story to tell and a, a good personality. I actually wrote a piece a couple years ago when it came out, calling it a diamond in the rough. So I always suggest people checking that out. I saw Z Black. What's up, man? Um, he said he just bought the We Happy Few DLC. I'm guessing that is it Lightbringer. I think it's called. Um, it's you can like let me know. Through, I think, right? Yeah, there's multiple DLCs. I know one of them's called Lightbringer. The damn uh, Compulsion sent me a code for it, and I've never. I still have the code for the DLC. I've never played it. I just nice. haven't gotten back to it. Um, but I, I, I want to do that. And I'm, that's actually one of the studios, not to get us off track, that's one of the studios I'm most interested in mm. from Xbox Game Studios is Compulsion because the rumor is they're making a horror game and gotcha. they are a talented studio um, with the proper funding. Like if you take We Happy Few and you play that game and you think if they had the proper support, time, and funding, that could have been a AAA 9 out of 10 game. Sure, um, sure. Instead, so, you, get, you get people that are sitting on benches but aren't actually sitting on the bench. <laughs> like I said, there's there's some hiccups in that game. Yeah, yeah. it's hilarious. Like yeah. I, I took several pictures. I'm just like, hey, that's really a cool trip. You know, the game that they're supposedly making has been compared to a Bioshock meets Uncharted type yep. of title, which like is going to be adventure horror-esque It's going to be a third-person game, from what we understand, but it's going to be horror-based. And with Microsoft, you know, obviously fitting the bill now and them being able to bring in massive talent. Yeah. I, I, I've actually been saying that right along with you, Ains, about how I think that they are one of the the Dark Horse studios. Yep. Them and 100%. Double Fine are, are two studios in exile and another one they're working on. Uh, they're staffing up for a AAA uh, original new, I, or, or, new yeah. IP that's going to be an RPG. Th those three studios, I think, are really going to surprise a lot of people. Yep, 100% agree. Yep. Shizno, what's up, dude? Yeah, We Happy Few is underrated, man. I think people should check it out. Blue Moon, it's said in England, got good sense of humor. Um, it's it's definitely got that English 60s flair to it. So don't go in expecting a blockbuster, but if you just take it for what it is, really enjoyable game. Yep. So going back to Gears Tactics, um, yeah, I've been playing that really, really well done game. Um, I really, really like it. It's definitely got that Gears personality. The character models and everything are just like Gears 5. They're stunning. Cinematics are really good. And it's a fun strategy game so far. So if you're not aware, it's actually 12 years uh, prior to Gears 1. So it's a prequel. And you play as Kate Diaz's dad, Gabe. Um, and if you do have a PC that can run and you don't mind playing on PC, uh, I would highly suggest checking it out. But it is confirmed it's coming to Xbox later this year. Um, and it already supports controller support on the PC. So if you like your Elite and you don't want to do keyboard and mouse, but you still want to play it, you can do that right now. So um, definitely check that out. So in terms of what else I've been playing, I, I'm not even going to talk about World of Tanks because I've just been playing that. We already talked about Streets of Rage 4. 
and uh, you know, really loving that. Me and Cog have our own save file that we're playing in co-op. Um, the only disappointing thing about Streets of Rage 4 is it's two-player online co-op and four-player local. And Cog said that he spoke to uh, Dadamo and, and some of the creators, and they're hoping to eventually be able to add four-player online co-op. That would be amazing, dude. Yeah, which would be a lot of fun um, because it's just the more the merrier in that type of game, right? So, Oh, jeez. Sorry. What are you breaking over there? Um, <clears throat> and then HyperDot. I'll say again, HyperDot's one of those kind of rhythmic just movement games. It's got a really cool soundtrack, very simple to play. It's just fun. It's fun and relaxing. It's one of those games where, like, if you've got 10 minutes and you just want to chill for a minute, throw HyperDot on. You can play levels in, like, 30 seconds or even less. It's just well, it's yeah, really cool. Yeah, I played a little bit of that, too, and it's it's really cool. Also, probably controller-throwing-inducing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Eventually, I, right? It, it starts oh, very simple, but it yeah, gets harder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, like I said, you know, reflexes. So <laughs> it, it's getting to the point now where I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. No, I got this. You mother. <laughs> I start yelling, and then I got to put it down. Then I come back to it eventually. It's really good. Yeah, I, I want to play some of the multiplayer. We played some of the multiplayer at E3, but I haven't played it since it released here. Um, but it's got all kinds of stuff you can do in that game. It's not just the, the single-player campaign levels. Um, so definitely check that out. Uh, Titan, what's up, dude? Good to see you, Drago. And, uh, hey, Boom, you've got someone asking, uh, how's Mrs. Boom? Blue Moon asked. So oh, I know we, you, we, we talked you. about that prior to the show, but if you want to give a, a quick update. Yeah, no, real quick. Uh, yeah, thankfully, the migraine has passed. Uh, it took her three days to get rid of it, but uh, we did get some migraine medication from our doctor that seemed to knock it out of the way. And she's back to uh, her chipper self. Uh, nothing, yeah. nothing worse than having a migraine for three days or being as sick as she was. So thank you for the ask for asking for her well-being and of course the well wishes that come in. Real quick, my brother is in the chat. Uh, that would be Neo Mental. He's playing nice. Tactics. He says it's amazing, it and is. I wish they would have released it at both at the same time. Also, XCOM is amazing. Both have full control support. I think that Gears Tactics is going to be a launch title for the Series X. I would have probably agreed yeah. with you. Yep, definitely. Makes sense. So welcome to your brother. Good to see you, Neon Mental. Thanks for joining. And um, the one thing I really like about Tactics, uh, not the game specifically, right, is for years now, many of us in the community who are really big Halo and Gears fans have said, keep the mainline games going, but man, there's so much potential for these mm -hmm. franchises. I mean, we see the figures, we see the books, we see all the other stuff that I have way too much of around here, but God, you know, do an ARPG, do a strategy game, you know, yes. expand these universes. And uh, it's great to see that they were able to do that with splash damage, just didn't even take anything away from Gears 5 or the Coalition. And they've created an excellent game. People are loving it. It's highly reviewed. It's number one seller on Steam, number one on Game Pass. Yes. So it's not only number one on the service, but it's number one seller on Steam as well, which is yeah, amazing. I mean, do, you, do you understand how big of a deal that is, dude? Yeah, like, it's huge. How big of a deal? Steam is massive. They get hundreds of games on a weekly basis from Microsoft and Splash Damage and, of course, the Coalition to have one of their titles. Number one in Steam is massive for the Great. companies. Agree completely, man. It's awesome. And being a big Gears head, I mean, I just love it. I love seeing the success of this because what this obviously tells um, Xbox and Microsoft is this works. You know, do this. Build other games in these franchises. This is you know, how this you can is going to be a fresh. little off topic, uh, but you know what I'd love to see them do? You, you know, we know that Microsoft is, is, is being a little um, 
you know, they're, they're, they're a different Microsoft. Yep. And with the success of Gears Tactics, you know, I'd love to see, I'd love to see a side story of, uh, of, of one of the Carmine brothers, kind of similar to ODST, mm-hmm. but t- take that into a first person. Let's let's do gears in first person. Let's oh. take a, yeah. Let's check this out, and let's <laughs> and let's bring a new Halo side story into third person. Let I agree let there. Smaller, yeah, I agree let, completely. Let a smaller team bring an ODST type title for both of these franchises. You know, being that they're being bold and different and aggressive, you know, they have the talent. Take a small team. And let them create a first-person perspective gears, something never done before. Let it be a side story of one of the Carmine brothers that have been in the game uh, since Ever the beginning. Yep. And, and, and maybe take Halo and one of their fam- more, less famous characters. Even if you want to do something with Buck, maybe an OPST <laughs> 2, but in third person. I, that's what I would like to see. Yeah. I, 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 go ahead, Dan. No, I was gonna say, you know, you could that Carmine thing is it would be awesome if you had like okay, like maybe it's a twenty hour campaign. Yes person, right? But you have only ten lives, each of which is a different Carmine. <laughs> right? And you, if you waste them all by like a halfway point, you've got to start all over. And, you know, oh my god, that is fa- that you, so you basically if you die, you wipe out the entire yeah. Carmine line yeah. lineage. Well, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Whenever that last Carmine dies. You're finished. Oh, I love it. Yep. This is great. That's awesome. What's up, Megatron? Thanks for joining, man. Um, while we're dreaming, I think I posted this on Twitter the other day. Is I really want to see in Halo ARPG. Um, take yes. that universe. You have in Halo, you've got all these characters, all these Spartans, and all these armor customizations that actually in the Halo canon do different things. There is no reason at all why you couldn't create a Halo ARPG with missions across the universe. Um, the foundation is there. All this different, you know, loot you could have or RPG elements. It would be fantastic. I just, I don't know why they've sat on this. And I'm hoping that with, you know, as Xbox Game Studios has grown the way it has over the past couple of years, that um, they've got some of these things in the works. So we'll yes. see. All right, man. So we're, we're about to wrap up here. Um, boom. It has been awesome having you on for the first time it will not be the last time i can promise you that and i know we often try to sync up on me getting on your shows uh just so damn busy during the week with work man but when i can make it i do always have a good time so before we uh kind of give our closing um comments (laughs) closing comment closing arguments um (laughs) i wanted to let you shout out boom so call out whatever you want to call out i know we touched on your shows at the beginning but um what'd you like to shout out for well, I mean, this Tuesday, uh, we're doing a special edition episode of the Xbox Factor podcast. Uh, it's going to uh, involve Mr. Badbit, Insipid Ghost, Zemi Games, uh, uh, Boxed Bear, which obviously is Archimedes, and one yeah. other special guest. And we're going to do a show that's probably going to be around 60 to 70 minutes. It's going to be our Microsoft May digital event predictions show so hopefully we get a lot of people to tune in for that. You can get our opinions on uh, what we think and what we want to happen at this third and second party event. And the next week is going to be uh, we're doing a, a, a post show on Thursday of the uh, Xbox Factor podcast. We're going live directly after Microsoft does their digital event. We're going to break down everything that happened there. And, of course, you can expect primetime gaming on um 
Monday evening at 8 p.m. And, of course, Breakfast with Boom on Friday morning at 10 a.m. And, you know, obviously it's going to be a, a lot of stuff to talk about next week. Tune in, and I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised with some mm. of the guests I'm going to have on the show. That's awesome, man. You got a busy week ahead. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, busy but fun, right? It, it's, it doesn't feel like busy work when you're having fun doing it. So Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. A um, couple other things I want to shout out real quick is, um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I spoke to the developer of HyperDot earlier today. His name's Charles McGregor. And uh, I've talked to him about coming on the show for like a partial interview. So he would be um, kind of start the show with the interview and then we'll go into our normal big cast format. But uh, talking about just the, the road to getting that game created, the experience with ID at Xbox and how that was for him. Um, I talked to him about some of these things last year at E3, but it'd be great to have him on the show and have people be able to ask him questions live that, you know, we could talk about. And then um, if you missed it, there is an excellent article um, highlighted on our site right now from Carl, Carl DeWire, who was in the chat as well on PlayStation and giving the perspective of where they sit currently in the generation, what we can expect, you know, going into next generation, what we know about the PS5. Uh, really knowledgeable, well-written article. So check that out if you haven't, please. Otherwise, Dan, anything you want to call out? Yeah, so I'm going to be on uh, with the gaming perspective tonight. Uh, nice. 8 Eastern with uh, Nick, I think Sam, Eric, Jared. I think those guys all do it still. So, yep. yeah, I mean, I was, I've was i been listening to their show. I, good friends, good guys. So that should be on tonight at 8. Other than that, is that eight uh, eight Eastern? Eastern, yeah, okay. uh, somewhere on YouTube, I think. Um, I have to learn how to use Discord. Um, <laughs> we used it one time, I think, for something. I don't. Yeah, remember. we used it for something because I just I showed you how to get yeah. into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this is my tech skills. Limited <laughs> they are. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, uh, Boom was great having you on, man. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you, dude. Appreciate it. Always great, great to talk. To you. You definitely got to get you, you. Definitely got to get you on one of the shows, dude. So we'll yeah, we'll work on a DM for that. Yep. Yeah, it's always great to. I say this uh, with our guests, boom, and I'm pretty selective about the people we have on, but just great to talk about people who have been around gaming for generations and really appreciate everything that comes with the industry. So thank you again for showing up. Uh, love it, and uh, obviously we'll be we're always talking. So yes, I'll be in yes, touch. We are. Excellent. Chat, thank you guys, man. You guys are awesome. Um, I, again, I have to say, I don't know why you spent money on us. We're not worth it, but I appreciate it. Um, usual cast of characters. Uh, great seeing you guys. Love seeing the show grow. It's been a lot of fun moving this to live. And um, I think it's probably one of the best decisions we've made for the show. And I don't know about you, Dan, but uh, it's just been a lot of fun. We've seen yeah. growth and, um, you know, good people coming on. Great chat and uh, love the community. So thank you again. And we will talk to you next Saturday at noon. Until then.